Shalom to all. Today we're learning Mishnah Ksubas Parachas Mishnah Beis Mishnah Gimel, and today's Mishnah is being learned with Chos Esther Bas Rachel. She should be zeched to find Ruzivik Hagon Bekar of Mamish. Then we're in the middle of talking about a woman's nechsim mulug. Remember, these nechsim belong to her, and her husband gets the benefit from the payrise. Another way of saying this is that she owns the keren, and he gets the payrise. She owns the principal, and he gets whatever comes out of that. And the previous Mishnah we were discussing, if a woman got nechsim before she was married and sold them afterwards, it's a valid sale. But if she got them after marriage, the sale isn't valid because she doesn't have the right to have her husband lose out on his rights to pay rice of her property. However, Mishnah Bains tells us Rabbi Shimon Chalik ben Nechassim Nechassim. Rabbi Shimon differentiates between different types of Nechassim. Nechassim ayidum labal. If these are Nechassim that are known to the husband, so then loy timkar, she's not allowed to sell them, and v'machar v'nasna, batel. If she sold them or gave them away, that's completely batel. However, she'ain on yidum labal, if these are Nechassim that are not known to the husband, so loy timkar, l'chadchila, she's not allowed to sell them, because they fell to her after marriage. However, v'machar v'nasna, kayom. If she sold them or gave them away, it is valid, because they're ain't Yudu Labal, the husband doesn't know about them. Now, what does this mean? They're Ainam Yuduim or Yuduim. So there's two different explanations. Either Yuduim refers to land, and Ainam Yuduim is referring to metaltolin, movable objects. Or both karka and metaltolin are yuduim, whereas enam yuduim is the chasim that are overseas, and that's why they're enam yuduim because they're in a totally different place than she is. Moving on to Mishnah Gimel, the Mishnah clarifies what we do if she doesn't actually receive karka, but she receives something else. So how are we able to differentiate between the karen and the payrise? So the Mishnah tells us nafulak safim. Let's say money fell to her; she got cash. How is it that the husband can benefit from the payrise of that cash? Yulachaben karka. He should buy property with it. Vuaychal payrise, and then he can benefit from the payrise of that karka. Let's say parasatulushim. Karka, she inherits detached fruit, a whole bunch of baskets of apples. So you lock ben karka. He should buy karka with that. and he gets to eat the peras. Let's say she inherited pears that were attached to the ground. Amr of Meir, of Meir says, We evaluate this property, how much it's worth with the pears attached to the trees, and how much it's worth without the pears attached to the trees. And that difference, that amount, is the amount that's coming to her. And therefore, he takes that amount of money, you lock ben karka, and he buys property with it. And he could eat the pay rise. However, argue, and they say If she inherits fruits that were attached to the ground, even though they didn't grow when they were in her rishos, that's still considered classic pay rise that the husband gets the benefit from, and he can munch away on all these apples if he wants, and he doesn't have to sell them and buy property and do this whole thing. And it's only about Tulushimanakarka if she inherits fruits that were detached from the ground, so then shalah, those pears belong to her, and the only way the husband can benefit from the pay rise of that which just fell to her, he does as follows: karka, he buys property with those pay rise and he gets to eat the payrise of that property and she still retains the Karen, which is the property. We're going to stop here for the day and pick up tomorrow with Mr. Dollar and hey, continuing to talk about this. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.